The Oklahoma Sooners are trending in a very positive direction for it and running back with some NFL ties. We'll talk about on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Sooner Nation? Welcome to Locked On Sooners, and thank you for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and that notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. My name is John Williams. Follow me on Twitter at John9Williams. That's Josh Helmer. Follow him on Twitter at Josh on Ref. Also here Monday through Friday from 9 to noon on the KRF Sports app. And Josh, the Oklahoma Sooners are trending in a really, really nice direction for four-star running back out of Humble, Texas, one Tory Blaylock. And all of our recruiting segments here on Locked On Sooners are brought to you by LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn Jobs, linkedin.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. He's a, a running back, we said, with NFL ties. His father, Derek Blaylock, played for the Kansas City Chiefs and New York Jets over five seasons back in the early 2000s. Uh, but just for Tory, this is a kid that has a lot to like about him when you look at the huddle highlight tape. You know, maybe a little bit smaller on the, the size you know, factor, but he has some pretty impressive tools, Josh. Yeah, he's not uh, a six foot two, two hundred and twenty five pound running back right now. He's uh, you know five eleven, one eighty five, one ninety at the moment. It, it could add some weight to his frame as uh, the years go along here. So look, uh, if you're looking six two, six three, then Tory Blaylock's not that. But what he is is obviously, as you pointed out comes from a, a good family in NFL family. So that's uh, grabs your attention for one, both of uh, a couple of his brothers, college players as well. Uh, Travion Blaylock, uh, university of Wisconsin safety, Taylor Blaylock at Sam Houston is safety. So a couple of uh, defensive backs elsewhere in the family. He's a, a running back uh, like his father. And uh, so the family, right? Clearly it's an athletic family. He comes from an athletic background, but uh, he runs really well. He's uh, he's got great speed attached to him, four four type speed, uh, track speed, uh, several sub 11, 100 meter times, uh, including a ten point seven zero in the spring of twenty twenty two on the track side of things. So he's a big time athlete in that regard. Watching his tape, John, the thing that jumps out to me, and I think is what I told you is. I see a lot of north-south, which uh, I like. There's not a ton of dancing around on the huddle highlights. It's, okay, here's what the play is designed to do, and I'm going to take the football, and I'm going to go where the play is designed to be run. Then I'm going to get north, and I'm going to get south. Yeah, and he does show a good ability to break tackles. He's a little bit slippery in that respect where, okay, maybe he's not bowling guys over, but he is able to you know take on contact and make plays after contact. And that's an important, that's an important piece for any running back because it's not always going to be blocked up clean. It's not always going to be blocked up perfectly. And you might get a little bit of action behind the line of scrimmage. You've got to be able to figure out a way to, to break that tackle and move on. You, you mentioned the speed. It shows up on the tape. He's able to bounce outside 
and make things happen, you know, to the perimeter and down the field. You know, he reminds me a lot of Gavin Sawchuk, actually, when you watch him run kind of patient behind the line of scrimmage. And like you said, not a lot of dancing around, just more of a, you know, I'm, I'm one speed as the play develops, as the blocking develops. And then as that hole is created, I hit that second speed. And then as I get into the open field, that third gear uh, gets engaged and he's able to just run by and run away from guys. And, and it, it reminds a little bit of a kind of a DeMarco Murray running style, a lot of upright running, but we've seen how that can be very successful with a guy like Gavin Sachuk, who had a really nice end of the season in 2023. Oklahoma just continues to build this running back room with really, really nice depth. And Tory Blaylock could very well be a part of that. We're, we talked about how they're trending in a good direction. Oklahoma's received three rivals future casts, two from guys that cover Oklahoma pretty thoroughly. That's Parker Thune and Brandon Drum of OU Insider at Rivals. And then one from a Texas A&M writer for Rivals, Landon Rossau. So again, you're getting it from the Oklahoma side, but you're also getting it from afar as well. And I, I think that also bodes well for the Sooners in this recruiting class. And it, it seems like the families had a really, really good time in their visit for Junior Day this past weekend. And so I think that's a a good sign that things are going in the right direction. Obviously, recruitment is a battle to the finish line. You never, you know, signal victory this early on when you're still a year away from the 2025 National Signing Day. But you like where you're standing right now for a very, very talented running back. Well, and you like to see uh, immediate what what feels like it could be, you know, immediate uh, gains from the the junior day, right? That um, you know, you get dividends right here uh, very quickly. So uh, Oklahoma, I'm not surprised, John, recruiting well with uh, running backs. As long as DeMarco Murray is on that staff, then uh, I think probably you're going to have a blue chipper or two in just about every recruiting class. He's got that track record now attached to him that uh, he brings big-time talent in, and it looks like maybe, right, uh, if you're reading those tea leaves out there for Blaylock that, He's going to be the first uh, blue chip name to add to the equation for Oklahoma in 2025 in terms of its uh, running backs. We always like to go down the offer sheet for these kids just because it it helps to provide a little perspective as to how talented they, they are and the teams that are looking at them. You got Alabama, you've got Arizona State, Auburn, Baylor, Colorado, Duke, Florida State, Georgia, Houston, Kentucky. Michigan State, Missouri, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Ole Miss, Oregon, Penn State, SMU, TCU, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, UCF, UNLV, USC, Wisconsin, Vanderbilt. I mean, the offer sheet is long and very, very impressive. So for the Oklahoma Sooners to be where they're at, considering you've got a brother that plays for a power five program in Wisconsin. Uh, you've got another brother that plays in, you know, central Texas at Sam Houston. The family is from central Texas. You're able to go deep into the heart of Texas and pull out a blue chip prospect at running back. It it's again, I don't want to count the chickens before they've hatched, but very, very nice recruiting job to identify the talent and then to make such an impression that, they these guys feel comfortable enough putting in a future cast at this stage of the game. 
Yeah, no, it's uh, great to see. And again, I just go back to dividends, right, from uh, a big recruiting weekend for Oklahoma. It feels like, and hopefully this is one of uh, several dominoes that's about to fall here for OU. It's been uh, a 2025 class that has been a departure across the board for Oklahoma in terms of the timeline of building it. Remember in 2024, it took it was after you had the Kevin Sperry commitment in the 25 cycle where you had a commitment in the 24 cycle. So you're off to a great start here. Oklahoma is it's number five nationally right now with your nine commits. Who knows? This could be number 10. If these uh, future casts are to be uh, taken as gospel, that that number could be uh, 10 in short order. And then uh, we'll see if you keep adding from what was, I'm sure a productive junior day for Oklahoma. Yeah, you look at guys like Colin Kennedy of Sooners Illustrated. He says everything he's hearing is families and, and student athletes had a very good time at the junior day this past weekend. Now, I'm also of the mind that it's rare that you're going to hear somebody speak negatively of a visit or of a recruiting wish of a recruiting weekend. But Colin Kennedy, all things are, are coming up positive for the Sooners on that front. For the 2024 Oklahoma Sooners, who needs to take a step? We're going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked On Sooners. Passion, drive, and performance. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. That's why eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber and not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home the win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers so josh the 2024 season is still like eight months away pretty pretty long time away winter workouts are going on spring ball is right around the corner we saw a lot of players step up in the 2023 offseason for that 2023 team. They're going to need more of that going into 2024. So who's a guy either side of the ball that you feel like has to take a step this season for the Oklahoma Sooners to have success? Well, the obvious is Jackson Arnold, right, who has the one star. But if we're looking other directions from that, maybe we revisit the Jackson Arnold conversation here in a moment, right? Because that's the low-hanging fruit. And it does, I mean, you you need a big-time jump there if Oklahoma is going to accomplish the things that you, I, and everybody else wants to accomplish in 2024. But uh, I'm thinking next to Danny Stutzman in the the linebacker room, who who is that bona fide Robin to Batman? Right, we've seen some good play from a trio of guys there: Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, Jared Canick. Which of those three guys is going to emerge as the second star? Does one of those three guys emerge as a second star? So I would start there defensively for me. That uh, Oklahoma—that's one question they need to have answered. Who's who's the Robin right there to Danny Stutzman's Batman? Well, what's great about linebacker is you've got a lot of possibilities and there's a lot of potential because of the depth that you have, whether it's Jaron Kanick, whether it's Kobe McKenzie or Kip Lewis, you know, all three guys played a lot 
in 2023. And we saw a lot of really, really good things out of Kip Lewis. We saw some good things out of Jaron Canick and in limited time, Kobe McKenzie flashed as well. But then you've also got that 2023 signing class that looked really good in, or looks really good on paper, at least. And Samuel Omasigo and Lewis Carter, Phil Picciotti, you know, Picciotti got injured. You know, he wasn't as available as these other guys were. But again, you didn't need to rely on your true freshman at linebacker last year. But where are they going to be this offseason? How much progression have they made so that you can potentially rely upon them in 2024? Where do they fall in the linebacker hierarchy? It's a good problem to have that you've got some really good options at the position. Now, who steps up? That's a great, great question, Josh. Uh, for me, I'm I'm going to look at Adepoju Adeboare because you need a legit pass rush. This team has gone too long. Now it's two years under Brent Venables where the pass rush has been really inconsistent. Yes, they've got the tackles for loss. And at times, yes, they do get effective pressure, but there are also stretches of games where the pass rush seems non-existent. And I think a lot of it is because you don't have a guy that can win one-on-one or you haven't had a guy that can win one-on-one with regularity. Well, PJ, he's kind of that guy. I mean, he had the highest pass rush win rate of any edge rusher. He just didn't play a ton, obviously being a true freshman, still getting his, you know, his weight up, getting the, the feel for college football, the strength, the, the physicality of it all. I'm, I'm hoping that he takes a step this year. And I, I think if he's able to, that could really help transform that defensive line where you're now not having to rely on blitzing Danny Stutzman or Jaron Kanick off the edge or Kendall Dolby off the edge in order to get pressure. You've got a guy that can create pressure whether he's getting you know 100 snaps in a season or he's getting 400 snaps in the season, he's able to consistently create pressure that helps take pressure off of your secondary, off of the rest of the guys on the defensive line. He's starting to draw the attention for everybody else, and it's not, you know, where's the pass rush week to week? No, we've got a guy that's a bona fide rusher that can make a game-changing play at any moment. I think that's uh, a great pick, and I think a lot of people would agree with you. PJ Atabare, is he going to turn into that five-star star? Is he going to be that guy that's a game wrecker, one uh, full year and change, right, at that point in the system? And, uh, you know, another year, another offseason, weight room. I mean, how does all of it sort of come together and coalesce into – is he is he a game game breaker for Oklahoma defensively? What about R. Mason Thomas there? Uh, and maybe this is more of a needs to stay fully healthy for Oklahoma more so than it is. Okay, he's going to take this big step forward. Maybe some of that's already happened, and he just hasn't been able to be fully healthy. But kind of those two guys, right? If uh, I, I call it the rule of halves, we've had this discussion before. One of those two guys, right? If one of those two guys for OU emerges as a star in 2024, then Oklahoma suddenly is going to be in a lot better place. If you get both, okay, now we're talking, baby. And then who knows, right? This freshman class, I know we're talking guys that can step up that have kind of already been here, but you get one more name out of this uh, group of freshman signees, and now you've got something pretty nice to go along with Ethan Downs and company out there uh, on the edge. The, the guys that made the decision to come back on the interior of Oklahoma's defensive line, can a Lacey, can a Dejon Terry, can can they take steps forward? Well, I think they can. You know, being in a second year in Brent Venables' defense, I think that's going to help him. Uh, but I think, you know, 
being the position that Dejon Terry plays, which is nose tackle, one technique, your production is going to be somewhat limited. The impact isn't always going to be noticeable or felt uh, just by the naked eye, because a lot of times it's just doing all the dirty work and, and cleaning things up or or making life a lot easier for Danny Stutzman and your linebacker core or the, the rest of the defensive line. But I mean, he was a really good player for him last year. Now, if they can get better, I think that bodes well for the Sooners because at times the, the run game, again, was inconsistent. But at times it was really, really good. The run defense in particular was really good. And in short yardage situations, I thought they were phenomenal this year. Uh, you know, you look back at whether however many goal line stands and fourth down stops or third and shorts, they were really, really good in those situations. Now, can he become you know, more than just a, a run stuffer. Can he add a bit of pass rush productivity to the defensive line? I think that would be key. Either him or Jacob Lacey, if they can provide some pass rush from the interior, that really that really opens things up for Brent Venables and the and Zach Alley to again not have to blitz, you know, every time that they need to get pressure. You'd like to be able to win with three or four. And if you can do that, I mean we've seen teams win with three man fronts against Oklahoma's offensive line. It can be done. You can win with four-man fronts. You shouldn't have to blitz to get pressure. Now, if they can get a little interior pressure, then I think that would make all the difference in the world. On the offensive side of the football, there's a lot of pressure being put on kind of like a Jacob Sexton, you know, to be the dude. And he played well in the three-game stretch that he got to start at the end of the season. But he's going to need to take a step. You know, if, if you're relying on him to be your left tackle, to protect Jackson Arnold's blind side, he needs to go from being a, you know, a, a good player that's showing promise to, okay, you're a bona fide left tackle starting at, at the collegiate level with NFL prospects kind of guy. I think he's got to emerge this offseason and silence any doubt that Oklahoma's got an offensive line problem this fall. Couldn't agree more. Jacob Sexton feels like what happens for him could define a lot of what happens for Oklahoma offensively. It feels like there's some eggs tossed into that basket that Jacob Sexton is going to be a good one, potentially a great one for Oklahoma. And, and uh, he needs to see a serious jump. I look at, if we're talking offensive line center, so you're obviously replacing Rame there. If it's uh, Everett, if it's Josh Bates, if it's somebody else that we uh, don't have in the equation just yet, that group, obviously, one of those two names, more than likely, right, Everett or Bates, will have to take a significant leap for Oklahoma for its offense to be what we hope that and want it to be. Yeah, and I agree. I think the tight end room is another area. Pick pick a guy. Jake Roberts or Caden Helms or Bauer Sharp, Davin Mitchell, like any of those guys, somebody needs to take a step and actually be a productive part of the offense. And both as a blocker and as a receiver, you can't have a guy on the field that needs to be a part of the passing game pretty much be non-existent. You can't play 10 on 11. And that's kind of what Oklahoma had to do at times in 2023, because Austin Stogner just wasn't very productive uh, from the tight end position. Could that have been, you know, scheme could it have been Dylan Gabriel. Could it have been Austin Stogner's limitations after his injury? Who knows? There's a, a, a number of factors that could have been at play for that, but tight end has to be a focal point. It has to improve. It's got to get better. But which position group has the breakout season, Josh? The wide receivers, I think, had the breakout in 2023 after 
there were a lot of questions going into the season about who was going to lead the group. What would they look like? Who would take the step? Well, what's the position group that takes that leap in 2024? We'll talk about it next on Locked On Sooners, your team every day. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate. It's set. The Super Bowl is set. Happy Super Bowl again to those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday, it's about scoring that best spot on the couch and uh, lots of lots of grub, right? But maybe the right play or two as well. And we've got early numbers for you. San Francisco, the uh, 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a rematch of a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but uh, it is set. And San Francisco point and a half favorite here early in this one, courtesy of FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, over under, I kind of like this game staying under that total of 47 and a half, especially after what Kansas City uh, did defensively today and uh, after what Kansas City did offensively in the second half today. But hey, uh, maybe you have a different feeling about that number. FanDuel, they've got so many ways, though, for you to end this season with a W or two or three W's. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, that's $200 in bonus bets. If that first bet of $5 or more wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national hosts covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So again, we talked about the wide receiver group that you know really broke out in 2023 after there were a lot of question marks about that position going into last season so josh which is the position group that has a similar breakout in 2024 well i don't know if it will be quite as pronounced the the wide receivers you come come away from it and you say okay nick anderson is a an nfl talent by season's end right and uh, there's a big jump from Jaden gibson uh, Jalil Farouk, okay, uh, the fumbles maybe didn't leave us feeling great by year's end, but uh, you have to be excited that he's coming back. Andrew Anthony, the addition that he was for Oklahoma out of the transfer portal. So it was a big-time response collectively from Oklahoma with its wide receivers relative to, uh-oh, who's going to catch the football for OU going into last season? I think the tight end group is going to leave us feeling much better about uh, what they've done versus what they did this past season. It it was a disappointing group for Oklahoma in 2023, whether it's Jake Roberts as sort of the bell cow tight end, if you will, if it's Roberts with some Devon Mitchell as a true freshman, with some Helms and McIntyre taking big steps forward, I just think collectively that group across the board, we're going to feel a lot better about the play that we get in 2024 for Oklahoma, you got the experienced hand in Roberts. You got the uber talented freshman in Mitchell, and then you've got a couple of guys who have been here that the the light bulb should click on. I think for both Helms and McIntyre. So, and you got Latrell and Joe John Finley pulling the strings, who I think will want to get those guys involved. So, I expect that group to have a big time bounce back season. And if they do, I think it really 
opens things up for Jackson Arnold for the offense because it man it's, it can be such an easy thing to just have that tight end run five yards, turn around, and just sit down and catch a pass. Like to have that in your offense in your arsenal, sometimes you just need something easy like that to just keep the ball moving, keep the sticks moving. And if you can get the tight end group to start becoming more of an impactful position for this team, I think it does really help the offense a lot. I mean, I know that that's really obvious to say, but I think it's going to help the offense in a number of ways and, and then open things up on the outside for the rest of those guys as well. For me, I want to say cornerback. You know, cornerback was good at times, uh, but I think there were some questions, and I think we still kind of are left with some questions, you know, with Gentry Williams injury issues. Hopefully we can put those behind us in 2024. And Woody Washington, hopefully he kind of has the breakout you know, season that Drake Stoops had. I mean, Woody Washington has been solid. He's been above average to good at times, but there have been times where he's not been what you'd expect out of a veteran corner. But could this be the year that he really kind of takes a step and he and he propels himself into one of the best cornerbacks in the league, like Drake Stoops did last year? You know, Drake Stoops had been a a solid player, a good player, but did not have near the production, you know, in the previous seasons that he had in 2023 uh could it you know could those young guys come you know have big time come ups like uh, you know josiah wagner or makari vickers or jacoby johnson similar to the way nick anderson and Jaden gibson did last year you know could a des malone have a similar impact that andrell anthony had you know the the transfer now you're not going to play all these guys near as much as maybe you played your wide receiver rotation but I think cornerback could do that. I think they could have that big of an impact. And if the pass rush comes together, like I hope it will, with a guy like you know Adepoja Adeboare and R. Mason Thomas taking big steps this offseason, staying healthy and being productive members of the defensive end rotation, then it's going to help your cornerback group quite a bit as well. So I do think the cornerback group can take that step. A lot of it's going to rely upon Gentry Williams staying healthy, Woody Washington improving upon what we've seen out of him and then those young guys progressing in their second offseason with the Sooners. I think defensive tackle is another easy choice here. Uh, again, true freshman, I, I hear the responses out there. Slow the roll on David Stone and Jaden Jackson. I'm not saying these guys are getting 50 snaps a game, but I do think blending those two in who to me are going to have natural star pop star power david stone in particular but i think that group those two guys as a tandem have a uh, natural star power together so those two blending with the Lacys and terry's and sanders and others of the world i think that we're going to be talking about oklahoma up front in the interior of its defensive line doing some things that maybe we haven't seen oklahoma do enough of over the last throw however many years you want to throw my direction, I would say maybe as, as long as a decade or more for Oklahoma at the interior defensive line. We've seen some great play from Perry on Winfrey Wright at times, but by and large, the names that we've talked about for Oklahoma that have been the difference makers have been edge guys, defensive ends, right? The Ronnie Perkins uh, of the world, the, uh, well, others before him i'm i'm blanking now but bonito strikers the name i was trying to think of so i think that oklahoma has hopefully found a couple of young guys that are going to turn into those next stars of the future and blending that with what they already have in house i i do think it has a chance john to be 
trending in the direction of, okay, wow, this is a defensive tackle group, unlike we've seen over, again, a long period of time. You look at a guy like Grayson Halton, it's his third offseason with the Sooners now. You know, you, you saw him flash in a big way in the spring game last year. And the the talk about Halton coming out of that was he just needed to continue to be more consistent. Well, now in his third offseason, you know, third season with Brent Venables and Todd Bates, this is kind of the time. This is the opportunity for him to really make that big push and become a significant part of that defensive tackle rotation. The quickness is there. The agility is there. He could be that guy that breaks out and has that, you know, that performance. You're like, wow, we've been waiting for this blue chip defensive tackle to break out and provide some interior pass rush. And this could be the year that he does just that. Uh, tell us, who do you think is going to be the player that needs to take a step or takes that step this uh, offseason? Which position group do you think has a breakout year in 2024? We'd love to hear your comments in the uh, YouTube section. So go hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell to let you know when new episodes drop. Subscribe to Locked On Sooners wherever you get your podcasts. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh on Ref, myself at John Nine Williams. The show is at Locked On Sooners. But until next time, he's Josh. I'm John Boomer Sooner.